Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome back to the Utah Puck Report. It's uh, it's been a minute, and that's all on me. I can't even blame the pandemic this time. I just had my uh, my son had some difficulties, so I took a couple months off. But we are here. We are live. I'm actually back in the building. I'm not even well. I'm on Zoom, but I'm in the building doing Zoom, which is different than being in my backyard doing Zoom. So one step at a time. We're making progress and bringing this uh, podcast back to the Utah hockey players and uh, you know our audience that was in LA, but probably not in LA anymore since. Trevor's moved on a couple times since we were live in the studio. So uh, today, Alan Greenberg, Corey Lillenbach. Did I say it right, Corey? Lingelbach. Dang it! I even wrote it down. I've and I've known yeah. you. I've known you forever. But the minute I turn on the mic, I forget everybody's name. So um, Corey and Alan are local hockey shop owners, and I wanted to get into talking about having a local hockey shop because. It's it's not like owning a chain, and even owning a local shop nowadays is a lot different than it was 15, 20 years ago, when uh, like when we had Hockey Haven here, we could, uh, you know, we could still you could walk into Hockey Haven and they were allowed to carry all the name brands nonstop, and it's it's harder now for the little shops, and we're going to explain why, we're going to explain how these guys got into it, we're going to talk about. Um, you know, just the nuances of owning a hockey shop, and we're going to talk a little bit about just local hockey in general and how much these guys support the the local market. So, guys, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for inviting us. So, Alan, we'll start with you a little bit. We'll just go alphabetical, I guess. Alan, your uh, your shop, the Conwood Hockey Shop, correct? Yeah. And you guys, tell me your location and how long you've been open. Uh, we're in we're twenty five ninety four Bangle Boulevard. Um, we had an oval store, but uh, COVID kind of crushed that. Um, been in business uh, in the hockey part side of it for four years now, officially. Uh, before that, I was kind of dabbling in it and sharpening skates for people. Um, and, uh, yeah. And that's still kind of, I mean, that's one of your special, I hear a lot of people talking, like in the locker rooms, people have a preference of going to well to both of your shops. Uh, they, I think they just get a little more attention. Normally, is what I'm hearing. People that you, that you pay attention, you understand. Uh, you know who's coming in and what they like, how they like to, you know, what hollow they no- normally like and stuff like that. That's kind of a nice little specialty you guys have of being a smaller shop, right? Yeah, 
um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people when they started coming to me had never been asked what, what hollow you prefer. You know, it was just whatever was on the machine they got, I, I assume. Um, so we, we kind of would like to know and customize. Um, and we have the ability to do that as, as smaller shops. I, I think me and Corey, uh, our attention to detail there, um, consistency and, and quality. I, I, I do all the sharpening here. I'm training some of my staff to do it. Um, and uh, the consistency of it, whether it's the best sharpening in the Valley or not, I don't know, but at least it's, it's consistent. It's not a different person every time. Um, and, and again, I, I think it's, I think I do a pretty quality job job as Corey does too. Um, so, you know, uh, and we can customize, we can do things that, you know, you don't always get, um, at other places. Right. Right. Hey, Corey. So tell us a little bit about your store, what it's called, where it's at. So we're hockey stops at 4590 Harrison Boulevard, right up there by the Weber, uh, Weber ice rink. Um, just brought in sponsorship with the Mustangs and the Weber state university hockey team. Um, yeah, we've been in business. The store opened last September, uh, brick and mortar. And then, like I said, like everything, uh, dabbled in it for about six years prior running around in a trailer. Uh, that was, that was an interesting portion of my life. Uh, just, you know, trying to give back to the community. Um, that's really, that's really, I guess the, the biggest part, you know, I started back when I was 16 in Pittsburgh with, uh, you know, uh, the penguins practice rink. So we learned a little bit, but what, you know, you'll notice between what you get with going down to Cottonwood and talking to Alan or coming to me is the amount of knowledge. And then I guess more or less the respect that you're going to get from us. Cause we're going to take, we're going to take that hour is usually what it takes. Maybe even a little bit longer to identify who you are as a skater, um, what your style is, and then get into, you know, I do a lot of the contouring, for our guys up here. And then like he was saying, you know, do you want a half? Do you need a five eights? Do you need a three eights? And where does that sit in the way that you position yourself on the ice? And then what is your goals? You know, if you're trying to be fast, you're trying to be agile. There's a whole lot that goes into the science of who you are as a person and your personal anatomy, rather than just uh, putting a half inch on and you're good to go. Yeah, and Sorry, it's, that, was little, that was a lot. I, I've noticed you put a lot of like uh, you're very active on social media, and, and you talk all the time about, and you're posting different charts on you know getting your skates rockered basically. And if you're if a defenseman, you might prefer this. And you you guys have both gone a long way and try to educate people and to just I mean because for years, well, I mean I'm a goalie and. Plus, I'm not very talented, so I can barely skate. So for years, it was like I got my skates sharpened, like most goalies, twice a year. Beginning of the season, middle of the season. And we just went with a half, and ours were never sharp. But now, goalie skates are super sharp. But, I mean, I'd always go in and just get whatever. And then as I left the market and it started mattering more, I started learning more about how important it was to have, you know, to try different things in practice and figure out what really did work for um, – because. You know, your hollow can make up for some of the discrepancies you have in your talent a lot of times, too. Or, you know, it uh, potentiates some of your skills, really. It really helps you become a better skater. And I found for me, like, I'm just a flat 5.8s guy. That's that's my thing now. But going from a half, hardly ever sharpened, to being 5.8s and getting them sharpened. Uh, like, when I'm on the, on the bench with the Grizzlies, or if I'm skating with the Grizzlies during a week, my skates are sharpened every other day. 
And that's a huge change. And I, I, some people just don't realize how important it is. They're like, ah, they've got an edge. I'm good to go. But if you get a little nick and you turn on that side or, you know, that's going to, that's the difference between, you know, winning a game and losing a game. A lot of times you could fall down at the wrong time or not have the speed that you normally have or not make as crisp a turn as you think you're going to make. So hugely important. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that. Um, so that's awesome that you guys are out there educating people on how important that is and how many different options there actually are. And that's something it can take a long time to really figure out and customize for yourself. So again, that's uh, that's great that you guys take the time. I want to talk to you guys about um, when you got into opening a hockey shop and you decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this this brand. You can say the brand, don't say the brand. I don't I don't care because I'll I'll call the brands out. You don't have to, but I, I can talk about how difficult it is for smaller ch- stores. And we can talk about how they sell. But uh, Alan, we can start with you. Tell me about when you're opening up your store and what you thought you were going to be able to put on your wall and in your store and how that went compared to what you actually ended up with in store. So um, I, I, I've been in the bike business for 15 years now. So when people, I, I was talking to customers that were in the bike business, but there were also hockey people too. Uh, everybody was concerned, like, you know, you, gosh, you're going to have to spend $25,000 with Bauer just to get your foot in the door. And, and granted, I, I got that. I mean, uh, with a bike shop as big as a number as $25,000 is when you're looking at $5,000 bikes, $25,000 isn't the big number. So I looked at it and said, well, okay, $25,000. Like that's, that's a daily shipment in, in, in the bike industry. So the numbers didn't scare me. Um, uh, I knew I was going to have to make an investment. Um, I knew there were going to be challenges. And, you know, the first one I started with was Warrior. Warrior was the easiest. Um, I had great reps that came in to see me. um, And they were all about opening me. Um, And then, you know, I filled out the paperwork for CCM and Bauer um, and Again, uh, it, 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 at that point, it wasn't the massive hurdle that um, I was told it was going to be. Now, um, a couple of years ago, things changed. Uh, Bauer really started to ask for much, much higher uh, commitment levels. Um, and they actually closed us down for a season Um because we didn't reach the commitment level they wanted us to reach. And we had to go through a distributor, which was even more challenging. Um, but, you know, a year later, we, we, we wrote the commitment they had expected. And since then, uh, we've been able to, to, to keep that commitment. So, and that, that's one of the things that people don't understand with, uh, and when you talk about $25,000. And when I was a rep and I, and I worked for Eagle, which then became Warrior, and I worked. So I was doing, uh, and I worked for a stick called Innovative, which and Trilage, which were all Trilage was made by Innovative. Innovative made basically everybody else's sticks in the market, just put other logos on them. We made CCM, we made everybody else. But uh, being an innovative rep, going from store to store to store, I we had small commitments that you had to make, and so you had to buy twenty five thousand dollars worth of my equipment in order for me to put that, that product in your store. But that didn't mean at the end of the year, if you didn't sell it, we were going to buy it back. That meant you sold that. Uh, that was just your your product now. It didn't matter to me what happened to it. 
And the next year, I was going to demand another $25,000 in product. Actually, they want more the next year. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. It's like, any, it's, so, like, it's like any boss, right? Hey, I, you hit your goals. Now I want a higher goal. Now this year, I want you to sell 30000 I want you to sell 40000 Right, exactly. And it's that's tough. And, and, to be, and to be honest, yes, they don't. They don't. The sad part is, is there's no incentive to um, keep the integrity of the product anymore. Um, the integ- there's no integrity there. So um, if you hold your margins and you know you you try to make a, a livable um, wage and and pay your bills, um, it's almost like you're penalized. They just want volume. I mean, to really to be honest with you, like they, they, these companies, and I get it. I mean, I'm a business person too, um, but it, volume is what it's all about, um, and that's and I get that. So with with, with innovative, we had a rule that our, our guys, so with innovative and our our first year with warrior, when we got bought out, you had to have brick and mortar. You had to be a brick and mortar store in order to carry our product and you were not allowed to advertise it at a, at a lower price. So a lot of times, and people didn't understand this either. They'd be like, well, I'm on this website and it says click for price or, or contact for price or put it in my cart for the price. Why can't I just know the price up front? And a lot of times that was the rules that we had to try to protect the smaller shops. So 15 years ago, whatever, I wish I remembered what years I repped, but we had those rules in place to, to protect the small brick and mortar stores. But now you're competing with hockey giant, hockey monkey, but yeah, they have a one or two brick and mortar based stores, but they're, they're 99% online. And so for you to try to meet your same margins when they're buying 10 times more product than you and getting lower prices, sometimes they can even put it on their website for less than you can buy it for. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing is when you're buying, you know, they buy container loads, their stuff's pre-bought, um, in, in a container load, uh, Bauer and CCM probably don't even touch the container. It lands at the, their distribution center and, 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 and away it goes. And, and when you're having it made specifically for you, uh, their, their, their price is a whole lot different than what me and Corey are going to pay for the same item. Right. You know, and, and, and the MSRP also, like, I don't think that the people who come up with these MSRPs have ever been in retail. Um, they don't know what my rent is. They don't know what my overhead is, but they have this fixed price in their head that leads the customer to believe that, well, I should be able to buy this at this price, you know, and, and it's not always a price that shops can survive on in stock, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in inventory on for a little guy, um, you know, it's it's hard to survive on a on a thirty percent margin, right? Especially when, and again, a lot of things people don't understand that you bring in a dozen left-handed jury curve one hundred flex sticks, and you only sell six of them, and then the next year's market comes out, and you you still have those other six or whatever on the shelf. That's just going to be a loss for you because no, they've, they've become worthless. There's yeah. a new graphic. And now that stick is worthless. Yep. And, and so it's, that's the crazy part about the hockey market is every year, uh, everybody wants to come out with something new. A lot of times, and I can tell you with innovative, we, those guys were the leading manufacturers. The, the guy, Isaac Garcia, that's been on our show a couple times, 
he's like the driving force behind nonstop thinking of products. He just his mind works that way. But not everybody else's does. And a lot of times the only thing that changes about a stick is the graphics. I mean that's a that's a hard truth, but a lot of times that's the only thing that changes. Like, oh we change uh, we change our resin up a little bit, so the stick's gonna be that, that's a bunch of crap. It's the graphics different and the stick's gonna shoot the same, last the same amount of time. I mean, we've made a ton of progress in the last fifteen years on graphite, right? But they've also I mean, they're two times yep. more Go ahead. Over 15 years, yes, there's been a ton of progress, but over the last six months to a year, there isn't that much progress. Right. So, you know, again, just like you said, it's a graphic change. Hey, we got a graphic change, and and we're calling it the new vapor. And Ben Wilner is going to be the first in line to buy it, (laughs) and he's going to leave the other one on the shelf, and you're going to have to discount that one and take the loss for the store. Yep. Uh, and we used to also dabble, though. That was one of the things that we were able to do is is dabble in closeouts and kind of grab some of that stuff. But again, the price structure is different for me um, than it is for total uh, pure hockey or or hockey monkey. You know, when they they buy it at pennies on a dollar, you know, they I, I still yeah. I'm still paying a pretty penny for for even a closeout. One of the uh, I, I think it was summed up best. Um, when I was working for Innovative, one of the guys, the guy that invented the trillage, which he he tooled around with for a while. The guy was a really, uh, he was a genius engineer. And uh, I think he was like 26 years old when he retired because he'd made some structural change to bridges and the government bought him out for it. And then he was, he could retire at 25. And he said, you know how you make a million dollars in the hockey industry? You have to spend $10 million. That's the that's the only way to make a million dollars. He says because this is the hardest industry in the world. That's why you've seen uh, Nike and Reebok come in just guns blazing. We're gonna make a ton of money, and the industry just chased them out. Like they were not making the margins. They, they just said we don't want to make product anymore. We just want to make the clothes that everybody wears. That's where the that's where the margins are. <laughs> So Corey, how are how are things going in Ogden? Uh, do you find that uh, teaming up with these with the local teams that uh, creates loyalty to your store from from the Ogden market, or do you think you get loyalty from the Ogden market because you're the only game in town? Are you able to keep them from driving to Salt Lake or jumping on the onlines? So, I think the the biggest one is the interaction with myself and my my people there. Um, we got. You know the Logan Group is coming down. Uh, obviously, their <laughs> their first comment is, "God, it's great that I don't have to drive three hours. I don't have to drive one." So that's that's helpful, just being there. Which is again one of those identifiable situations. Which there was no reason for for me after a period of time to drive to what was Total, who now got bought out by Pure and all that stuff. So even large companies can't survive in these markets because they're being bought up by everybody else. But our people is really like our community that we have up here in Ogden and Northern Utah is really where that is for me. Like that's the only reason that I do what I do. Um, you know, the, the bottom the bottom line on the dollar is that we're all experiencing that same thing. The COVID I opened up in COVID. I opened up last September and uh, I had very meek 
thought process on what was going to actually occur this whole year, but it was fantastic. And this upcoming year, I feel that's very, I'm getting a lot of support from our community. Everybody's coming through the door. Again, I know their faces. I know what they want. Um, and we're educating the people uh, on the products that you guys were talking about. You know, hey, this, let's put them side by side. Uh, what is the difference? Is it a color? Did they change from a from a green to a red cast on their uh, on their sticks or something like that? And I think what what we're identifying is the educating of the people through ourselves and our basic knowledge, and then and then getting that trust. Because if you look at the world we live in, you know it's it's hard for people to trust somebody um, online. It's hard for people to trust a podcast, you know, because you don't know these people. But when you're coming in there and you're you're seeing the same people over and over and you're saying, okay, I told you X, Y, and Z are going to occur if we do this. And was I right or wrong? And how do you feel about that? And that gives that you know feedback because if, just like any service industry, if you do one good thing for one person, they usually tell maybe two or three people. But if you do one bad thing for one person, they're going to tell 10 to 15 people. So I'm always trying to do good stuff for people. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just like yeah. you know, just like every one of us. That's hugely important, and that personal touch. And I'll tell you, uh, I can't. When I was starting off as a goaltender, and uh, I would, when I finally got to order new pads, and I'd go in, and um, when you first start to be able to customize your pads a little bit, and I'd go into uh, Hockey Haven, and I'd talk to Darren Wack, and I'd be like, "Well, what about?" What if I did this to a pad or what if I move this strap here and or what, you know, you could touch, you could touch the product and you could, um, you know, I I wasn't going to touch the end product right away if I was going to customize my pads, but they had pads in there that I could, they had multiple sizes of pads. So I could figure out what pad I wanted, what, what was going to fit me best. I could flex sticks. Not that that matters in my world since I can't play the puck anyway, but it's, you know, you had the opportunity to mess around and, and talk to somebody that had, and uh, even if they even if they weren't a player, they don't play your position. They know the equipment, so they can tell you. And, and that's the other big thing that uh, has changed, is that the hockey industry used to have these huge trade shows. So you would go to Vegas, and you would have a chance to sit down and talk about every piece of equipment that Bauer or Warrior or CCM was coming out with that year, and they'd tell you how it's better, why it's better, why they made these decisions. Um, you know how it was going to affect which player, and they really educated the 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 seller, the end seller, the kid on the the store floor that was going to teach you to use the product. Now, like you said, they get a shipment in, the store barely touches it. It comes in, a, it, their, their cargo ship comes from China, it goes right to the that massive store, and then they sell it online. And the end user basically is picking it on color because they've never touched it. So somebody like. You know, Corey and Allen that have the opportunity to, they understand the product. They sit down with you and say, Hey, this is, this is why this is better. And, and you guys both are in the rinks all the time, too. So you're like, Hey, I played with you last week. And you know why you sucked on that pulling the puck out of the corners? Cause you use this round toe instead of a square toe or vice versa or whatever. But you guys have that experience and you know the players in the market. So there's that, that intangible that nobody else offers that the most players really should prefer, I think. Or, or need right that maybe they don't even know they need it anymore but I, I think that's where you're at they they don't know what they don't know they don't know what they need they don't know why x y or z is happening to them um the i mean we're dealing with like just for example the ogden mustangs or 
or the the Utah Grizzlies. Um, I was on an airplane ride to Denver and ended up coming across the equipment manager for the Grizz. And the young man is using the CAG-1 machine, you know, doing glide point for his guys. And what what was occurring was, you know, when I, when I talked to the GM, I said, you know, your, your son, your daughter, your nephews, high school children have more contour on their blades and know more about their skates than your ECHL guys um, and the Mustangs and my Weber State kids. Uh, so maybe we need to have a class. Maybe we need to have a sit down and talk to your, your people so that they're understanding what is going on. Now, when you get into contouring of a skate um, and looking at the person and everything, like I said, that's an hour to two hours right there to understand them and then to get them to understand what you're talking about. So as a child or a younger adult, it's hard to conceptualize something that you can't you can't see or experience right off. Um, so then when you're drawing pictures and you start putting it together and cross-referencing all the, the science that's behind why, um, you know, why you have a 910 or why you have a quad and why this one works better for you, just getting that education to those people so that they can get out there and do a little bit of research. Even online, it's hard to find actual research where you get into um, depicting a style or, uh, or a shape of a blade in reference to your style and shape of skating. It's, it's, it's a quite unique situation um, that I'm just happy to, to be able to give to people and share that knowledge. Yeah. And that's, and it's, a, it becomes a huge knowledge base because so many people experiment with it. That's the, the one thing about, uh, you know, spending some of my summers in Minnesota and being able to skate with, uh, you know, Zach Parisi and his bunch of, the, the guys that he skated with and watching them go to their, their, their skate sharpener, a guy named Rooster that runs their, their whole, uh, their little shop there and takes care of all their equipment. He's had to basically put up with all these guys coming in with these, you know, the flat bottom V. And then, like you said, they, they, they want to change a million different things and try it. And they'll literally have them, tr- have them try something. They'll go on the ice for an hour and they'll come off and they'll be like, okay, I felt this, 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 and this. And then they have to sit down and adjust everything. Because, I mean, when you're at that level, every little change matters a little bit and they're tweaking every little piece. And it's the guy, it's that, it's that guy running the, sh- the sharpener that's getting, you know, he's the one having to figure out when they have those difficulties. So that's, that's pretty unique. And a lot of people don't understand that that much thought process goes into it. Cause again, like me, I used to get my skate sharpened twice a year. There was zero thought put into that, except for I know so, it's mid-season. It's time to get them sharpened again. Right, right. Well, if you if you look just recently, they had put out, so um, Elias Peterson had a change his skate profile. So that young man, you know, playing NHL for a few number of years, um, if he would have had his profile dialed in before he even tried out for the NHL or the last two seasons coming up through juniors and what have you, the amount of money that he would have been worth compared to the amount of money that he got would have been millions of dollars difference from being, you know, coming in as a, as a first round draft pick or a 13th round draft pick. Those are millions of dollars that he lost because he didn't know what his contour was or if this contour that he had could have been changed just slightly and then, you know, take him to the next level. Because when you look at what we, what we do with these uh, with these skates, 
changing a contour just a millimeter here and there and getting it dialed in perfectly with the actual you know depth of your sharpening puts you one to two steps ahead of the guy next to you so if you look at it that i mean the things that that alan and i do for for utah kids if anybody is going to that next level you're looking at the difference between a million dollar contract or a five ten million dollar contract these are just things that we can do right right I love that you're passionate about it. I love, and that's that's just something people need to find people like you that are, that are passionate about it so they can figure it out for themselves. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk a little bit more about the equipment. Are you guys, at the position you're in now, are you able to get all the big brands? If somebody walked in and said, hey, I want this exact thing, are you able to just pull anything out these days? Um, so I don't know about Corey, but in our case, we are set up with Bauer, uh, Warrior, CCM, True, um, all the big brands. Um, Bauer does limit uh certain they limit the smaller guys uh because we don't do the volume uh to a certain level of product that doesn't mean we can't get the top of the line skate we've got them in um and we can request that through their rep but they won't uh bauer won't just you know allow us to stock uh, that without our reps approval and we've gotten our reps approval on that so uh, in the case of in the case of that yes we're we're fully set up um, to you know if they wanted um, you know an ultrasonic that 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 we could get it would actually have some of them in stock so um, and we chose to stock those last year so in that case yes we're heavy with Bauer and CCM um warrior we've had some shipping issues with really um well yeah i mean yeah i order a hundred sticks and they each get a different shipping label and put in individual bags and ship to me and then i pay for the freight oh my gosh (laughs) so i so i started to hold off on warrior just because they couldn't get their shipping dialed in and put 10 sticks in a box so i'd get you know 10 boxes I got like 30 boxes with one stick here, two sticks there. So we kind of backed off a warrior. Um, we just started up with true this year. They got a great product line. So, and then we, yeah, we, we also shop out some of the smaller stuff out there. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I want to talk about too, is uh, you guys, there's an opportunity because there are, there are brands that try to, come up and and there, you know i actually worked for a couple of these brands back in the day that came and went and a lot of times they went because they got bought out like 
Trilage made impact, and yeah, we got bought out by Warrior, and then Bauer actually ended up buying the uh, the imaging, not the imaging, but the rights to the technology to the innovative or to the Trilage stick out of Innovative, and now they make it, and it sells for them all the time. So it's a convex, concave stick. But you have these small companies that want to want to compete and want to make stuff. Um, was it Verbio? Yep. So th- yeah, the Verbero. Verbero, yeah. They and I, I used to know their rep. He was an old ECHL equipment guy. But they, uh, yeah, you have smaller companies that try to compete. And again, you got to spend ten million to make one million. But the hard part is landing in any stores. So sometimes you get the unique opportunity to be that store that sells the. You're the only one around that sells these brands. Nobody else has seen. Are are you guys? Do you see people? excited to try that or how hard is it to say hey i know you came in here and you're a bauer guy but why don't you try this other glove on and just see what you think so i know for myself just for an example um i product rep for verbero um we carry a lot of their equipment also we have the ability to get whatever um but what we noticed was there was a very expensive stick from another organization um and one of my Mustang guys was literally breaking that stick every two weeks. Um, and he's paying over $300 each time. And I said, okay. So I said, I got Verbero. It's an 18,000 wrap, you know, 18K. Um, it's 349 grams. I go, let me know what, what's your blade type. So I got that in. I wanted him to demo it. I wanted to see if that, you know, if they're, what they're saying, if, is really legit. You know, they're saying it's a durable stick. It's made for an NHL player, you know, X, Y, and Z. That boy got that in January. And after, like I said, breaking that same stick every two weeks for his whole season, he has yet to break that stick in the past now seven months. Wow. So for, for me, that was, that was not me having to go out there and, and use it over and over. That's, you know, just a, a, a 18 year old, 19 year old kid out there, you know, playing at an elite level and saying, okay, this is a legit stick. The product's good. And you can't argue with that. You know, that's like third party, you know, coming out and saying, yeah, your stuff's good to go. There's no questioning for me that they're, they're giving a quality product and, you know, talking with Andy Sutton, who's the owner, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where he's saying, we're only putting out this product because it's the best product that we can put out and we're not going to change that product line or that style or the resins or anything until we can make it a hundred percent better. So it's, I, I do, I can appreciate that thought process. Right. You know, unlike, like, like we were talking, you change the colors all of a sudden it's a, you know, your stick that was reduced from last year, you put a different color on it and it's now a $350 stick for me as a, as a parent, number one, but as a person with, a, I think, a fair moral statute, that's just something you don't do. You know, not that bait and switch kind of stuff. I, I appreciate what, what he has done for, the, for, uh, for hockey itself. And then what I can do in, in turn to, I don't have to blow smoke up anybody's butt. We're 100%, you know, transparent. You ask me a question, I don't know. I'm going to find the answer, but I'm going to tell you the truth every time. Right. So is it, but is it hard to get, well, you know, I mean, like a guy like me, I, I think Vibero makes goalie stuff, right? Yes. They so, just started doing custom goalie. So how, how would you approach 
Like, do you have guys come in and say, "Hey, I want to try. I want to. I'm just ready to order another set of Bryans." Do you try to sway them into something else, or you just let them go with what they want? Um, if you believe Vibero is a better product, right? You're like, "Hey, this is a better product." For for that for the stick and the the gloves, the things that I have personally touched, um, right at, at this point in time, I haven't touched their uh, their goalie pads. But if I had their goalie pads on hand and I was a goalie and had somebody try them out, I would be able to speak clearly and fluently about them. Uh, like I said, I don't, I'm not a goalie. I've tried to understand what you guys do, but <laughs> that's not, that's out of my realm. Right. But if I had a question, you know, Alan's a goalie. I go, Hey, let me call Alan or let's go to Cottonwood and on whatever date. And I'll drive you down there and you guys can have a conversation about goalie stuff all you want. So, Jay, what we're looking to do down here, and it was we planned it for last year, but um, with COVID, I kind of got a little nervous, is I'm actually going to invest with Vaughn. Uh, that's kind of my favorite brand. Um, and and have basically what I'm, I'm considering a fitting area um, where you'll be able to come in. You know, I'm not going to have everything from Vaughn, but I'm going to have a decent selection of pads, chest and arm, uh, pants, and and basically say, hey, you want to come in? You want to try things on? Come in. Try things on. Um, touch, feel. Uh, there will be a fee to touch and feel. Uh, and if you buy it from me, there will be no t- fee to touch and feel. But I want to, again, r- realizing that, in the valley, there is nowhere to touch and feel goalie equipment. Um, that's that's kind of for me the best way that I can think of to to you know bring some goalie equipment in um, and, and have it available uh, both for sale but also for try on. Yeah, and we used to do that all the time. As far as as a rep, when I worked for Brian's, we or when I worked for Eagle, we would go and do. Uh, you know, product days. We would do goalie day with the shops, and you could come out and uh, you for twenty five bucks, you could come in and you could try out all the new products that were on the line, and then that twenty five bucks went to your whatever gear you were going to buy that day. And one that kept people that weren't really goalies or didn't really care from trying our gear, but two, it kind of said, "Hey, we're going to incentivize you. Put the twenty five bucks down, and now we know you're serious, and now you've already got the money on the table. You'll probably buy." A piece of equipment today so that's genius i mean that's some it's it's good for marketing but it's good for a guy like me i want to touch like honestly i've been wearing brian's forever but i know warrior is a good product right I, I believe in warrior i would like to try their new equipment i've gone and i've looked at it i've gone through the uh the customizer online and made like three different color sets that i've thought about ordering but i haven't pulled the trigger because i've never i don't know how their strapping works right so for like if you're a Vaughn guy, which Mike Vaughn also owns Brian's now, right? So basically it's the same company. If you're a if you have Vaughn set up and a, and a guy like me is looking for something, that's that's huge because now I can actually see what changes they've made. Maybe I switch because now I've got to touch it. Now I got to see it. Now I've got that's huge because you don't know online. You can't tell where that strap's going to hit your thigh if it's going to, you know, play the way you like to play. So that's huge. That's awesome <laughs> that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and that's that's the goal. So you know, the order's been written, um, and I'm hopefully looking to kind of do this within the next month. Uh, is get the product in again. That's going to depend on on um, you know what's what's available. But as a goalie, again, another huge gap in in Utah hockey retail 
is goalie equipment. Oh, and yeah. I mean, that's that to be honest with you, that's that's one of the reasons I opened my shop um, is I couldn't find basic goalie items. And once I got to the third strike, I decided I can do this myself, you know, (laughs) you know, I can do this just as good as these guys are doing it. So, um, all right. That's awesome. I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this up. We're going to play a game. Uh, what is hottest and what is best. So the way we're going to do this, I'm going to ask you about a few different, few different pieces of equipment. And I'm going to ask you what is selling the best and what is in your opinion, actually the best. Does that make sense? Sure. I think this is huge for everybody listening right now because a lot of times I just figure this this product is everybody's using this brand new warrior or whatever or whatever sticks the hottest, but what is actually the best in your mind as a guy that sits and touches every piece of equipment and knows how often they break and knows the uh, sales pitch behind all of them because some of those sales pitches are just BS. Like you said, we know the only thing that changed this year is the color. So I'm going to ask you the best or the hottest and the best. So, uh, Alan. What is the hottest glove on the in your store right now? What's what glove sells the best? Uh, Bauer Vapor gloves. Okay, and what is actually the best glove in your store? Don't worry, gosh, Bauer. It's... Bauer won't hear it if you if you don't say Bauer. No, Bauer's no I mean it, it, it's such a personal piece of equipment. Like I can't I can't say this is the best for you. Um, just like we just discussed, I can't say best. Um, because it's, it's, uh, it's just a, it's more of a personal feel like what fits on my hand, um, feels different to me. And, and some people prefer a CCM more than they prefer a Bauer and back and forth. And that's why we've got them all. All right. So if you're going to play today, what glove are you putting on your hand to go out on the ice? Um, I'm a goalie, man. All right, you're what if you're going to play forward and you're going to go <laughs> shoot on goalies today, what glove are you putting on your, on your, <laughs> um, it's probably going to be a vapor glove. All right, Corey, what is the best-selling glove in your store right now? The the Bauer Vapor, uh, the two point nines. Wow! And what do you what would you wear? So, personally, I I I'm wearing the uh, Verbero. I also really enjoy the the feel of the Warrior Coverts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, you know. I've, I've had all of them on my hand <laughs> they, you know um the bower it the that inside texture is unbelievable i mean you talk about like putting on a glove yeah it's but the the quality of all these products like like alan's saying they are very personal yep. um the, the you know people's hands and body parts are all different and like their strength um just closing a glove for a for a Let's say an 18-year-old kid, you know, I can feel that there's tightness here when I go to a pro level. But if I go to the retail, which is just one level down from what that pro is, the dexterity is more. Um, so, yeah, but those, those are, that's where I would be at okay. for both of them. All right, Alan, what is the hottest selling stick in your store right now? Uh, I'm going to stick again with the Bauer Vapor. Okay. And what is the best stick that you think you sell? Is it the Bauer Vapor? Best stick that I think I sell. Like you know, you're buying the stick for your your loved one. You think this is the stick that's going to make them the happiest and last the longest and score the most goals. This is the magic stick. Who? Are you, what are you going with? Yeah, let me think on that one for a second. <laughs> uh, 
I'm, I'm going to stick with that again with the vapor. I mean, okay. Bauer's, That's fair. Bauer's okay. pretty solid. I mean, um, yeah. Okay. Corey, what about you? What what, sell, what stick do you sell the most of? So the ones that I'm, I'm having the most uh, in and out are, are the upper, uh, the Warrior LSs that are coming in this year, but the, uh, what was it, the DX and the Coverts from the years before that. Yeah. Um, so, but for me, the, the one stick that I'm, like I said, that I put in my hands is that Verbero, um, the Mercury. It's the the pop on it is just it's consistent. The release release points are great. Um, I've had nobody complain about any of those that stick. Um, whether I'm lending it to them just to have a feel, I'm like just just take a rip, do a couple of slappers, do whatever you know, just get a feel for that thing. Um, for me, that's that's the best stick that I know that I have. Um, but like I said, the Warrior LS sticks, my, my whole inventory is coming in August 10th, so we'll be stocked up for those. Yeah, for so for me as a goaltender, I I know that uh, I, you know goaltenders are just all over the place with stuff. But you, if you look around, I think the hottest stick on the market is obviously the Warrior, and those new Warrior goalie sticks are. Uh, pretty hard to beat i think for and i've tried all the 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 new bower with the stick down the back of it or how that's open it opens up and uh i mean they're cool and they're light everything's so light now but that new warrior stick is a it's basically a scalpel uh alan would you agree with that as far as uh goalie sticks i i actually have a warrior stick i've played warrior sticks before um i've also just recently held one of the new true goalie sticks and was incredibly impressed there um, with with the lightweight and the feel of it. So what's um, uh, but, what, what's your hottest selling goalie stick? I, you know, I, I, we haven't, um, we don't have much right now. As oh, I said, okay. we're just starting to okay. just starting to stock up. I had some Vaughn, I have some Vaughn goalie sticks in here, which I'm also playing with. Um, not light by any means, but incredibly durable. Um, but as I said, we're just getting ready to load. I just got some CCM goalie sticks in. Um, but as I said, we're just starting to reload that stuff um, and get get some product in. So uh, I can't say there's a best selling because I'm not selling much at all right now. Those goalies, man, they're hard to they're hard to appease. I'll tell you. Gosh, and they got a full right stuff too. Oh yeah, that's my son. My son's a full right. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. It's so hard to find that stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I have always have a run of a replacement stick in stock for full rights. Um, they're warriors. Um, oh, nice. They're not the most. They're not the most expensive stick, but again, just just to have it. I have a woman who drives down from Wyoming because her kid's a full right, and he broke a stick, and so they come down from Wyoming to grab a stick because <laughs> yeah. you know. When, when my son was with the Junior Mustangs, same thing. He, you know, he had three sticks in his arsenal or whatever, and they. Uh, I, they flew. I can't. They flew to. Uh, oh no, he was with the. He was playing with West Coast, and they flew up to Seattle for a tournament. And he gets up there, and Delta forgot his sticks. You know, his sticks are a wall. So he same thing. He goes in. He's like, "Hey, I need a full right stick." And they're like, "Okay, there's here's this uh, wood Sherwood, and uh, it's probably like Darcy Walkaluck or somebody on it. You know, like it's it's a vintage stick, and that's all he could find that was in a full right. So." It's nice that you have the options there. 
All right, so just to wrap this up, I'm gonna. We've give, got some, yeah. Yeah, it's nice that you guys have it. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna give you. Uh, here's your here's your 20 second pitch, uh, Alan. We'll start with you again. Tell me why I should come to you instead of jumping online. You know, again, uh, you're dealing a typically with the owner and people that re- that really care. We're not we're not um, big box. We're the small local guys. You know. Um, it, we're here. It's yeah. We're the we're the local feel. We're what when you were a kid and you walked into a hockey shop, you know there weren't bright lights and disco balls. We're a hockey shop, and and that's what that's what Cottonwood Hockey Shop is. All right, Corey, what do you got to add to that? Well, I would I would reiterate the same, um, but I think some of the things that we we passed over is one what we give back to the community. You know, every small business is, has a limited kind of financial income, you know, with our margins. But, you know, whether you're sponsoring one team or I'm sponsoring, you know, two college teams, you know, that's money that comes out of my pocket. And is and I'm putting it back into our people in our communities. Um, so every time, you know, you want to do a, a cookie sale or you'd like a donation of a stick or something to do a raffle. Yeah, that's our bottom line that we're you guys are taking from, and we are willing to give because of the reason we're in the business. And you know, Alan, Al, 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 uh, probably mentioned it earlier. I, I've come to him multiple times over the past number of years trying to get my head a, around why I should be doing this and can I do this, you know, professionally and and kind of keep my head above water. But it's, it's that those little things, you know, our customer service is far greater than anything you're going to find online, obviously, in some of these big box stores. Um, our passion for the community, our passion for each one of the skaters that walk through that door. I mean, there's nothing better than a, than a young hockey player coming in and telling you, hey, I got a hat trick the first time because you did my skates. And you know it wasn't you. You know, you had a little bit to do with it, but it's the talent and the the emotion that those kids give to us. It's just, yeah, that one you can't buy. You can't. Yeah, it's just. It's more than than anything we can express our, in in words for yeah. giving back to the community. No, it's perfect. You know, I'm going to add something to it, and and my take on it. And I and I said this in the locker room many times, and uh, and I maybe I'm a little guilty because you guys both know that I I don't buy my gear through. You know, I don't. I don't buy gear. I basically that's basically the whole reason I e-bug is so that I can get equipment, and even if I have to pay through it through the Grizzlies, I still get it, you know, differently, right? So maybe I'm a little guilty of, of what I'm about to say, but what I tell people in the locker room is, yeah, okay, maybe that stick you could have bought it online for seven bucks cheaper, right? But eventually, there's not going to be a local shop just because you saved seven bucks. And that time that you're going to want to go in and you're going to want to flex that stick or fill it or look and see if it really does shoot different or you're going to want to look at all the curves because it's hard to tell on the stupid charts they put online what curve you want. Or like you're talking about how hard was it you got for you guys to answer the question what the actual best glove was. There's a reason that's a hard question to answer because it's different for everybody. So you can't just jump on the internet and say, that's my that's the new glove I want because I imagine it fits better than that other glove. But spend the extra $7, go to the, lo- the local shop, feel it, touch it, know for a fact that it's what you want, and pitch in to support the local community. 
That's my pitch. That's why I say we. I, that's why I try to buy. I go in all the time and do local stuff. You know, that's that's my goal. Is we got to keep you guys in business because you're part of us. You're part of the the hockey community here. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. Is because it's it's you could go into Minnesota and there were thirty stores. Now there's ten. You and, know. There used to be how many stores in Salt Lake? Again, I've been doing this that long, but there was skate with skivvies. There was uh, um, hockey one. Yeah, you know, Break, there, there were multiple hockey. stores. Yeah. Breakaway. There were multiple stores here, and guess what? All that knowledge and all that support is gone, and now you, you know, and we had that scenario. Now, if you want to go back to that scenario. You know, I'd hate to see it happen, but the support's what's going to keep the Corys and the Allens here. If you're going to fight over seven dollars, you know, just like you say, or ten bucks, that knowledge base and, and, and what we do um, can easily go back to having the one place and and you know, or just mail order even, and and then you're you know complaining that there are no hockey shops in Utah. Right. And when you have just one place, they don't – I'm not – this is not a knock on anybody that's here currently. But when there's nope. only one store, they don't – the customer service, they don't care. Like I've gone in and ordered gear and it doesn't show up. And then they don't care that it didn't show up. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. I guess you're not there's getting There's no it. incentive to be better. Right. There's no incentive to be better Right. when you're when you're, when they're the only dog. Well, I, I mean, if you look at like you're talking about, you, there's one of us, that, you know, there's me up north and there's you down there and they, they have a choice. I take the phone call at six o'clock Sunday morning and I open the shop because your son or daughter broke their skate and you need new rivets. I I've, don't tell the boss, but I've fallen in sick at the fire department so I could <laughs> go and make sure that, you know the kids in the middle of this tournament can pick something up or they had a special, you know, that only I can do. Um, and I'm like, Hey, I'm sick for the next three hours. I'll be back. I swear to God. But that's that, that's what you get when you have that, have us, when you have a, a small business and, a, and people that are passionate about the community, the people that, that come in their store, the people that play the game. Hey, Corey, how many guys skates do you bring home after you play and sharpen for them? You know, well, right from being, the ring. You know, right after right after your game or your practice, how many skates do you load off? You know, load into your car, and I, I, you know, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm literally at the end of the parking lot, and you know, if they're if they're drinking their water or whatever, they'll come right to the shop, and we'll just do touch ups before everybody goes home at night. That's exactly how it works. Nice, because that's what you do. That's what you do for your people. That's what because. I mean, let's be honest. Hockey is not just a sport; it's a family. Yeah, um, and that's one of those ones that you know I'm I'm real big on. You know, being being a Marine and what have you. When you're you're ready to take one for that team, you know, um, you watch Goon. He dove in front of that net for his team. <laughs> you know, the goalie wasn't there; he was out of the out of the box. But you take one in the face, you do what you got to do for your family. That's right, because that's more is the team, that's and right. that's what that's what is to me. And that's worth spending the extra five to ten bucks for. Okay, perfect, uh, guys. I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I, I hope this uh, I hope this educated some people or or reminded some people of how important it is, and and that you guys are there. And sometimes I think people don't know you're there, so. It's awesome to to talk about that. 
Um, I also want to throw out condolences to the Miranda family. Uh, Anna Miranda passed away yesterday. She was a huge part of this this local hockey family that we have. Uh, she, for the past 40 years, was able to participate and uh, be a motivator and a, and a, just a, a positive force for the, for the game of hockey. That's a huge loss for us. I also want to give condolences to the Miller family. Uh, Bill Miller passed away last week as well, and he was a huge contributor to the to the market and also a huge positive influence on my life. And uh, coached Murray High for 13 years and uh, turned a lot of a lot of Murray High punks, got them focused on the right goals and turned them the right way. So uh, big losses in the Brighton and the Murray areas. Um, also want to thank our sponsor, Jersey Mike's. They're uh, they're awesome. Another local, I mean, another chain, but they're owned by a local hockey guy. And uh, just want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Corey and Alan, thanks so much for being on. This is the Utah Puck Report. And next week we're talking about Trevor Lewis. We're talking about BYU dropping their program. Uh, these are some big things that are going on. Trevor's got a new contract. BYU just out of nowhere drops their hockey program. They give him one year. And I've been calling and calling and calling literally once a day, every day for three weeks the uh, the head of BYU to, to find out. I'll let you know what she says about why they're dropping their hockey program. And that'll be next week on the Utah Puck Report. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.